Welcome back to the Mama Show. This is your host, Rohit. Today we have Henry, the founder of 2112 Marketing and Marketing Geek. Thank you, Henry, for getting into the show. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Awesome. Would you just like to give a quick intro about yourself, how you started your agency and what special your agency used to do? Like you said, like your agency is a little different from the other agencies. So what does that mean? Yeah, for sure. So in terms of my journey to to starting an agency, um, I started as a freelancer. So I was a freelance copywriter. I worked as a freelance journalist. Um, I, I was working with a web design agency um, and we won a UK blog award. And we thought, hey, we're quite good at this. We should probably turn this into a product or service that we can offer our clients. But rather than doing it under the auspices of the web design business, we set up a new business. So 2112 was born. And, and what makes us different as an agency is our approach to lead generation. And we position ourselves as a commercial collaboration agency. Um, so what we do effectively is we take our clients and we partner them with complementary but non-competitive businesses so that they can leverage their no like trust. They can reach their audiences. Um, and what we find is this is a really efficient way um, to, to generate leads for a wide variety of clients. So, so like, uh, is your agency specialized in just one specific thing or is it something like you can see, like, you guys do a lot of things, you know? In, in terms of who we work with, it, it, we're industry agnostic. So our clients are everyone from engineering, manufacturing, right through to like sport, lux some luxury brands. Um, we do a lot in financial services. So we've worked with this like eclectic range of different businesses. What we specifically do is we work with them to find who already has access to their ideal target market. So if we're working with, say, a wealth management firm, we know that great introducers to their business are people like solicitors and accountants, for example. So we come up with a marketing strategy to basically reach those strategic partners rather than the end client, if, if that makes sense. So in terms of the tactics we use to get there, the things we don't do are things like SEO, things like that. We do much more account-based style marketing. Um, a lot of our uh, marketing is based around that focal point of great copy. So email marketing, a lot of LinkedIn content, um we do we host a lot of events webinars we write white papers and guides for our clients to position them as the authority in their field you used to talk about the collaborative marketing so if someone don't know like what the collaborative marketing is all about how you would like to explain it yeah for sure so i guess it's about finding the businesses who already have access to your ideal target market right so we split collaborations into three different sections at 2112. The first is what we call a value exchange. And a value exchange is where it's win-win for all partners involved, but there's no financial incentive to passing referrals or leads. So to give you an example of that, a value exchange collaboration might be where two businesses collaborate on a piece of content. So we did it for one of our clients where they were targeting enterprise level leads and we partnered them with their clients to run webinar series. 
Then what we did with these webinar series was we turned them into white papers um, and we took the white papers and we distributed them to uh, to to their ideal target market. Right. So it was win win because the client got great exposure. They built their personal brand um, and our client got this original piece of thought leadership content, which was capable of driving enterprise level leads. And it led some really healthy conversions for them as well. So that first one's value exchange. The second one's sponsored. So sometimes we work with brand new startups and it's really difficult for them to gain traction, right? So a quick way for them to gain traction is to partner them with a brand who already has the trust of their ideal target market. So we did this for a brand new mortgage broker. We partnered them with lastminute.com, which is a super well-known brand in the UK. Um, they have about over a million people on their email database. And we partnered them up for a competition. And as you know, competition data can be rubbish, right? A lot of people enter because they hope to win. They don't actually care about the brand that's running the competition. So we made everyone enter for a quiz. Using the quiz, we were able to segment everyone who entered based on their home bar status. And then we were able to send personalized communications to those people. And we gained that brand new mortgage broker over 15,000 subscribers in the first three months of them of them being live. So, so that was quite a quick win. We gained quite quick traction. We were also able to generate them a healthy pipeline from those 15,000 subscribers. And the last one is what we call incentivized collaborations. So incentivized collaborations are where you offer commission, but it's not a, a sort of upfront thing. So it might be taking the mortgage broker and partnering them with an estate agent, for example. And what we do is we'd say to the estate agent, refer us your clients and we will pay you as soon as we complete on a mortgage for them. But we'll pay you quite healthy commission on that. So, so they're the three types. And I think sponsored, I kind of missed. The reason we call it sponsored is because if you take a startup brand and, and look to partner them with, you know, a household name like lastminute.com, lastminute.com, you're going to have to pay them for the privilege, right? So, so that's why we call it sponsored. And we'll work on both sides of that, right? We'll take sponsorships for our clients and promote another brand, or we'll operate where we'll take an unknown brand and partner them with a well-known brand to get their name out there. So that's, that's collaborations, kind of how we break it down at 2112. How you would like to see me like tell me the difference between the partnership marketing and the collaborative marketing? What is that difference? Yeah, for sure. So so there's definitely an overlap, right? So so partnership marketing, I think for for me, partnership marketing in its purest sense is uh, quite quite financial in a lot of ways. It is financially driven. So the the way we kind of see it is that collaborative marketing is more around the idea that you might co-create pieces of content and actually that the aim is to reach each other's audiences so um although there's overlap we i, I don't feel that partnership marketing is exhaustive enough to completely cover what collaborative marketing entails if that makes sense but that's you know for us, it's a bit of marketing lingo, isn't it? It it offers us a bit of a point of difference, right? Because a lot we we actually we have partnership 
marketing firms who are our clients, but they very much focus on sponsorship. So they do sponsorship, say Formula One or uh, other big sports, right? But there's always, you know, one brand paying the sports team to to have their logo on there and to run an activation. But what we're doing is not always, well, very rarely is it that kind of setup, right? It's more putting together a win-win scenario for for these people. Got it. Cool. So you have said to me, like, starting the business in the early 20s is the best. So what does that mean, you know, like, and why is it? Yeah, so I, I don't know whether it's best. I mean, I, I started when I was 24. I was really lucky that my partner in the business was an experienced entrepreneur. So he had two other businesses. So that that helped me and guided me because, to be honest, I had no idea. At 24, I had some good clients on a freelance basis, but I had no idea how to run a business. And and in like that was eight years ago, right? And and the amount I've learned in that time is is just boggling. And I've I've invested a lot in my learning. So I've had business coaches for the last five years. Um I've I've bought into masterminds with various different people to kind of upskill myself and upskill my team. So the 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 benefit of being 24 and starting business was I had no responsibility. We literally started 2112 with 300 quid each, um, which I had to take out the business a month later because I was so skinned that we uh, we just had to whip it back out, right, when when we got our first invoices in. Um, so that that's the benefit. The, the problem with it is that you're inexperienced and you don't know how to run a business very well at, at that point, right? But, you know, uh, there, there's pros and cons to any time. If you start business in your 40s, you might have, loads of experience but you might have kids at that point or you might have a mortgage and the the risk is a lot hard to starting right so i just had an opportunity to start business and do so with the safety of an experienced business partner so i just thought why not if i fail now it doesn't matter so any best advice do you have for anyone who is about to start the business in, or who wanted to start the business in the early 20s? You know, what should they know? Is there anything specific? Yeah, I think you, you've got to be resilient, super resilient, because the journey is not going to be easy. Um, I'd also say bootstrap as much as you can. Um, also, don't offer your services for free. I see a lot of advice saying, give away your expertise for free. I think, you know, famously Alex Hormozy talks about being a giver. And I think you can be a giver without giving your expertise away for free. Always make sure if you're doing something and you're not getting a financial return, make sure you're getting at least something in, in return, whether it's goods and services from the company you're offering it to, right? Because the problem is if you start offering it for free and then you try and charge those people, it's going to be very, very difficult to get them to pay for your service. So you've got to, when you start, understand your value. You're still a valuable asset to other businesses. Don't think you're not. So be resilient, understand your value when you're starting out. Awesome. Thanks, Henry. So yeah, thank you so much for getting into the show and having your insights coming on regarding the collaborative marketing and partnerships. So yeah, thank you so much for having on.
Thanks, Ray. Really appreciate it.